0: So if you got your Bible tonight, open it up to the book of John. Open it up to the book of John. If you know someone, say John, say John. Okay, if you know where the book of John is, open it up there. And then that's where we're going to get started. John 13, starting with verse 1. Tonight, it goes like this. Knowing that the father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and he was going back to God, rose from supper, he laid aside his outer garments and taking a towel, he tied it around his waist. And then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. And then he came to Simon Peter, he said to, who said to him, Lord, you wash my feet? How dare you wash my feet? You you, you don't need to wash my feet. And Jesus answered back to him, and he said, "What I am doing, you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand." And Peter said to to him, "You shall never wash my feet." And Jesus said back to him, "Hey, if I don't wash you, uh, you have no share with me." And Simon Peter said to him, "Well, he, I, I love Simon Peter." Like he's like, he's loud. He's, he's talks a lot. Like he's, he's very verbal. Like he's, he's, he talks more than like any, he's like, if you have that group of friends and you have that one person in the crowd who like talks more than everyone. Right. Uh, don't point fingers, but, uh, you got that. Like that was Simon Peter and he was loud and he was kind of arrogant and he said dumb things a lot and he acted dumb. But like, he said this, um, he said, Lord. Not my feet. If, you, if you're going to do this, don't just wash my feet, but go ahead and wash my hands and wash my head as well. And Jesus said to him, the one who has bathes does not need to wash except for his feet, but is, is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. So for he knew who was going to pre- betray him. That's why he said, not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet, he had put on his outer garments and resumed his place. And he said to them, do you understand what I've just done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you're right, for so I am. And if if I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you uh, you should also do just as I have done to you. And this story is so awesome. It's about the life and it's about the leadership of Jesus. And, and it's all about who he is and, and what he does. And so Jesus, he's there. And right before that he goes, right before he, he goes to die for the sins of the world, for your sins and for my sins, right before he goes to die, like his last meal spent with his guys, with his crew, with his group, the last meal. And like he's ready to go die for everyone What's he doing? He's actually washing the feet of his disciples. Tonight, if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down. This message is called Generous Jesus. Everybody say Generous Jesus. Jesus. So tonight, if you're in this room, let me see your hand. If you consider yourself to be like an over-the-top, extrovert like you you're loud and you're proud and like you don't care what anybody says like you're over the top like um you you're not plain jane at all you're not normal like you've got a big personality and like you're that over the top kind of person let me hear you where are my extroverts at where are my extroverts at like yeah don't do that ever again we have a few extroverts over here um, here's the thing about extroverts extroverts they don't do anything quiet they don't do anything simple like they they do things loud they are loud extroverts are ext- they're loud people like like have you ever noticed that these people extroverts they wait for an opportunity to be loud am i right like you wait for they like mm. Mm. Nah. <laughs> you know, you you got, you wait for that opportunity. You hate texting because you just want to be blah 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 blah, like you want to talk, like you you just like um, <laughs> and. A lot of times, this person, they're over the top in everything that they do. They're over the top. They dress loud. Not only are they loud vocally and verbally, but they dress loud. They're, they're really typically eccentric kind of people. Um, like the, the clothes you wear are loud and they're extravagant. You, you wear things that are like statement pieces. Right? Like socks with capes on them. Or, or shirts that talk about ISIS. Like you're making a statement. Or, or, I don't even know what this is. I just, I think it says ISIS, right? It's not a McDonald's shirt. Okay, ISIS. Like, you're allowed, you, you have statement pieces. You, you, you're probably the person, like, one of these days, you're going to get married. And before you walk out of the door, your wife is going to have to give you permission to walk out the door. Because, like, she's like, huh, I've done this before. And I'm not, like, a loud statement kind of person. But I've walked in, my wife's like, you're not going to wear that today, are you? I'm like, maybe? Should I not? Like, and she's like, you need to go change your shoes, or whatever it was. Like, So, a lot of times, these people also, like, when they give gifts... Like, these people are generally pretty good gift givers. And when they give gifts, like, they want to wow people with their gifts. Like, they want to give the best gifts or the biggest gifts or the most extravagant gifts. They give gifts. And, and like, these aren't the kind of people, like, they give you a gift. They're not, like, going to look away while you're opening. Like, they're staring into your soul. While you open this gift, they want to see like it, they, they're gonna they're gonna be able to tell right away that if you give any kind of like eh, they're they're gonna know like oh they hate the gift they hate it I, I it's, they hate it like it, like they're gonna stare into your soul as you're opening the gift and and they they're just looking for a hint of displeasure when you're opening that gift and like if you don't like it, it it'll crush them. It'll crush these people. And like and like if you give a good gift, they're like, this is the greatest gift ever. I love it. And I know you're going to love it. Like these people get so excited about giving the gifts. and you open it up and you're like, oh, it's popcorn. And you're like, aren't you excited about popcorn? Like, yeah. You know, like that's those kind of people. So tonight, one of the number one words. Listen. One of the number one words that could be used to describe Jesus is extravagant. He's extravagant. Jesus is extravagant. Nothing about his life is mediocre. Nothing about his life, he doesn't do things small. He doesn't do things petty. He doesn't do little things like Jesus is extravagant. He's over the top. He gives over the top. He forgives over the top. He's extravagant in in his love towards humanity. He's extravagant towards us. Is anybody thankful that we serve an extravagant God? I love this story in John 13. It's the story of Jesus washing his disciples' feet. And, and what a picture that is. What a beautiful picture that is. Like, Jesus, he's about to go. They're about to take him away. They're about to beat him to where he doesn't even look like a human being anymore. He, he's about to be betrayed. He's about to be hung on a cross. He's about to be crucified. And, and this whole thing is just about to go down. It's just about to happen. And right before that, before that is happening, we find Jesus and his group of guys and he's literally taking care of them. He's literally serving them. Let's look back at our verse. It says, "Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of out uh, out of this world to the fodder, Father, Father." <laughs> I want you to catch this this next four words: having loved his own, who were in the world, he loved them to the end. First thing I want you to write down. The first thing I want you to know is this: um, He takes care of his own. Jesus takes care of his own. He's so generous, but his gener- gen- generosity just doesn't go like out there. His generosity comes in here too. Like it's terrible when people are generous, but they're but they're not um, they're not generous in here. Like you, you've seen people like I'll give there. And I'll give there, and I'll give there. But I've got this brother who's hurting, who's struggling. Who, who? But I, I'm gonna give to the the Hope House, and which is all these things are good. There's nothing wrong. I'm gonna give to save puppies. Like I love puppies. Cats can go on, but like I'm gonna save puppies. And like save, but like you got a brother or someone, family, whatever, sitting here and they're struggling. And they're hurting, and I'm going to give all these places. But Jesus not only blesses there, but He blesses here too. He blesses the house as well. And I, I've known pastors, I've known church leaders, people I know, like friends of mine, people I know. When I was a kid, like I would go and hang out with them. You know, pastors' kids kind of know other pastors' kids. I don't know how it works, but we just know people and uh, go to their church, go to their house, and just hang out after church or sometime. And, like, their dad, who who's, like, supposed to be pastoral and loving and loving to everyone. Like, I've known pastors who are loving and kind at church, and they're all pastoral. But when they get home, like, th- there's no engagement. There's no love. There's no kindness. There's no time spent with their family. They took care of everyone else, but then they neglected their own. Jesus takes care of his own. You may be saying tonight, like, I've got struggles, I've got sin, I, I've messed up. But you need to know this tonight, every one of you guys in this room, you need to know this. Long before you believed in God, you've been blessed by God. Long before you even believed, God's been, he's been blessing. And and he doesn't just wait till you come into the doors, till you get into the church to bless you. Even when you're in sin, even when you're broken, God can still take care of you. All the days of your life, he's been looking after you. Some of you in this room, you need to realize tonight that as a son or as a daughter of the most high God, as a father, like for me, as a father, as a dad, it's so important that my kids are taken care of, that Jackson, that Evie, and that Jet are taken care of. It's important to me. Like I want my wife taken care of it's a it's important to me that my family is being taken care of my own are being taken care of what did it say about Jesus Jesus having loved his very own his very own do you feel like do, do you guys realize I don't know if we realize sometimes in here how precious we are to God I don't know if we realize that sometimes how loved like you guys you're on the inside You're a part of the family. It's a part of the family. Like you're a part of the family. Like you're on the inside. You're a part of the crew. You're a part of the click, click, click. Anyway, like, like what we say around here. We're a family. We're a family made of friends. You're a part of the family. When you step in this room, when you leave this room, you're a part of our family. And we love you like just like Jesus, like you are his own. Jesus loves you all the way through your life from your very beginning, from when you're a baby to when you're a kid to your teenage years. When you're tough to love, he loves you as a young adult in your midlife. He loves you when you're elderly. He still loves you. God loves you all the way through and nothing you could ever do could make him stop loving you. The Bible says this, he who has done a good work in you will be faithful to complete it. Anybody, God, doing work in your life? Yeah, yeah, I sure hope so. He will love you to the very end. It's who he is. It's what he does. It's what he's all about. And I want you to know this. Write this down. Um, uh, Why does Jesus do things like this? Because, number two, he lives to give he lives to give he lives to be generous he lives to give to you that's that's what fuels him he lives to give and and i'll just encourage you let me say this um you ain't living until you start giving you ain't living until you start giving when you start giving you find satisfaction you find ful- fulfillment i don't i don't believe Jesus lived 33 years giving and loving and serving. I, I don't think Jesus went back to heaven after being here on this earth and said, Ah, oh, man, I, I could have had a bigger house down there. I could I have had the classiest donkey with the, black, with the black rims, the matte black rims. Like I could have had the better donkey. Like I could have put some rims on it, tricked out his ears. Like I, I don't know. Here's the deal. with Jesus, when he left this earth, went back to heaven, he didn't look back to here with remorse, with any kind of regret. Jesus, he, he had no remorse about what he didn't acquire. Why? Because he spent his whole life giving and giving and giving and giving and giving to people. He lives to give. It's who he is. It's who he is. He literally gets on his hands and his knees, and he begins to wash the disciples' feet. He's doing this out of love. He's doing this out of passion. No one told him that he had to do this. There were no requirements. There was no. Uh, th- there were no um, promises or nothing like in the Old Testament that led to him say Jesus is going to wash everyone's feet. That way didn't happen. He just did it. <clears throat> Like, he wasn't thinking, like, oh, this would look so good on my resume before I go to the cross. Like, no, that's not how he thinks. That's not how he operates. Jesus did not come to be served, but he came to serve. He came to serve. Matthew 20, 28, it says this. Uh, watch, watch what Jesus, he says this. He's declaring this about his own life. He said, even as the Son of Man came not to be what? Not to be served, but to do what? Serve. serve. He can not come to be served, but he came to serve. And he came to give his life as a ransom for many. I love this. It's Philippians 2, 5 to 8. It says this. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of himself. That's you. He's talking to you. Think of yourself the way Jesus thought of himself. He had equal status with God. But he didn't think so much of himself that he had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. <clears throat> Not at all. When the time came, he set aside those privileges of deity and took on the status of a slave. He became human. Having become human, he stayed human. Like he didn't be like, I'm a god, I'm a human. I'm a, am I a man or a muppet. Like he wasn't that at all. He was, he, when he came to earth, he was human, and he stayed human. Um, it, was, it was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. And he, instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life, and then he died a selfless, obedient death. The worst, worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. And this is the type of God that says, I live to give. I live to give. It's what I do. It's who I am. Like any of you guys in here, you have this friend who loves to work out. Like, ugh. Uh, do you know where the weight room is? I think it's that way. Like, you have that friend who loves to work out, like a meathead, you know. Um, or or maybe maybe you're that person. You know that people who those people who live to shop. The people who live, shopping, shopping is my ministry. Like people who, I've actually, that's the thing. Um, People who live or people who live to make money. There are people who live to people who live for fame. I want to be noticed. I want people to see me. I want to stand up in front of everyone. They live for fame, but Jesus, he lived to serve. He lived to serve. He begins to wash the feet of the disciples, and Peter speaks up, and he's like, oh, hold up, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. Jesus, stop right there. Are, are you trying to, like, you're going to wash what? No, no, no. Jesus, you're going to wash my feet? You're washing my feet? No, Jesus. There's no way I can't let you do this. Like you guys, if you know Peter, like he's loud and like he just talks. He's like, no, 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 I'm not going to let you do this. There's no way I'm letting you touch. I got this toe fungus, like it's bad. Like I got bunions, like I wear those brown orthopedic sandals, like it's bad. Like um, he's like, there's no way I'm letting you touch my feet. And Jesus says this to Peter. He says, unless you do this, you have no part of me. Unless you let me do this, you have no part in me. Unless you allow me to serve you and to love you and to give to you, you don't have a part in this kingdom. The third thing I want you to know, I want you to write down tonight is this. If you, if you can't receive it, you can't be a part of it. If you can't receive it, you can't be a part of it. Um, you have to receive God's love. To be a part of his kingdom. You have to receive it to be a part of his kingdom. The whole kingdom, it's not about what you can do for God, it's about what he's already done for you. Even when 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 you you're you so you're so ashamed, you've messed up, you've made mistakes, you've got sin, you've got issues, you've got anger, you've got addictions, you you look at the wrong things, and Jesus says you just come here and you put your feet right here. I want the worst part of you. I don't know about you guys, but I can't stand feet. Like feet are disgusting. Like it's nasty. You put your feet near me, I will chop. But Jesus comes. And, and you got you to gotta imagine back in this day, like your feet are, you wore sandals, you're walking through manure, you're walking through dirt, you're walking through mud. And Jesus says, no, 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 no. You bring the worst part of who you are to me. You bring it to me. You put your feet right here. I want the worst part. I want the ugliest part. I want the worst. And Jesus, he's saying to us, he's saying, you bring it here. When you're dealing with sin, when you're dealing with struggles of being inadequate, of being not good enough, of failing, of sin, he says, you bring it to me. And you let me wash it. And you let me make it white as snow. See Jesus, he don't shy away from the worst parts of you. The worst parts of you don't scare him. He's so loving, so gracious, so extravagant, so over the top. You know, I, I, sometimes I think one of the most difficult parts of being a Christian, being a follower of Jesus, is is simply receiving. It's receiving. It's being loved when you feel unlovable. It's receiving grace when when you know that you don't deserve God's grace. It's receiving his forgiveness when you don't feel like you should be forgiven. You may feel so dirty and so worthless right now, but Jesus, he walks in and he says, sit down, I'm gonna wash your feet and I'm gonna wash your soul and I'm gonna cleanse your heart and I'm gonna renew your mind. I'm so thankful we serve a generous God who loves us extravagantly, even when we don't deserve it. See the Bible it doesn't talk about Peter's response after Jesus just shut him down, but I bet Jesus is like, or I bet Peter's like fine, whatever, like like you whatever you say, Jesus. Wash, wash my feet. And so he goes down the row and he washes the feet of all his disciples. And then he looks at all of them and he says, guys, if I'm the teacher and if I'm the Lord and I did this for you, this is how you should love each other. This is how you should take care of each other. If I, I am a child of the like, I am God's son. I'm the leader, I'm the teacher, like I'm the savior of this earth and I'm taking care of you and I'm washing your feet. This is what you need to do to others. This is how you need to bless each other. Think about what he's saying. And 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 Jesus, he never does stuff just to do stuff. Like everything he does, everything he says has a purpose and it has a meaning. Um, if our band could go ahead and come up and get ready. Jesus, he's saying this. He's saying tonight, uh, he's telling his disciples this. Tonight, as I leave, as I I exit, I leave for you this example. In the same way I just serve you. When I'm gone, when I'm up in heaven, when I'm out of here, this is how I want you to serve others. This is how I want you to take care of others. To bless others. In other words, the, the generosity that you receive from me is the standard that I want you to live and I want you to give. He's saying, I'm setting the standard. This is the bar. This is where we're trying to go. This is where we're trying to reach. And this is where I went and I want you to go there. And if not there, I want you to go higher. And, and the last thing I want you to know, write this down. Jesus sets the standard he sets the standard. It, it isn't like this. He's not like this. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to set the standard here. I'm going to set the bar right here. But you guys just do your best, okay? You just do you just do what you can do and we'll be okay. We'll call it even." Like you like he sets the standard and the thing is that God, he's unapologetic for setting the standard high. He's unapologetic for setting a high standard. He he's he He says stuff like this. He says, be holy because I'm holy. If I'm a holy God, I require a holy people. Jesus is saying, he's saying, I'm generous to you. Make sure that you're generous to others. Let's go Bible here for a second. He said this also, he said, freely you have received and freely you should give. If this is the standard. I'm going to wash the feet. If this is the standard, I'm going to love some people extravagantly. I'm going to be a a part of the solution. I'm going to choose to live life in extravagance. See, the, the tragedy about life is that so many people, they want to just hold on to what they have. I got this, and I got this, and I got this, and I'm just going to hold on to it all right here. Nobody better touch my stuff. Nobody better mess with my things. Like, I'll cut you. We want to hold on to everything we got. We want to hold on to what you got. Let me tell you the kind of reality of the way that God works. Whatever you don't give will be taken away. God's giving you gifts He's given you blessings, not not just like gifts as in things, but gifts as in talents. Use your talents or you'll lose your talents. He's given you abilities. You need to use them or you'll lose them. Uh, Whatever you don't give will be taken away. Give away your love. Give away your energy. Give away your grace. Give away your talent. Give away all all you have and use it for God's glory. God's calling us to that standard, that standard of excellence, that standard of greatness. He's not saying you just do what you can do and we'll call it good. He's saying, I want us to be excellent. He set the bar. He set the bar high. And God is calling us to that standard. Love extravagantly. Give extravagantly. I want everyone to stand on your feet. We're gonna close tonight with with worship, and we're gonna uh, sing a song, some songs tonight as we close. And and uh, here in a moment, I'm gonna call everyone up to the front, and and just want you to respond tonight in a way of just saying, Jesus, teach me how to teach me how to live, lead me. I, I want to live extravagantly. I want to follow you. You set the standard, God, and I want to rise to that. You, you set the bar. You set the ceiling. I want, I want, Jesus, I want to follow you. I want to do the very best I can. We're going to sing this song out. Before we do, I want us to pray together. We're going to pray together. And, and uh, I'm just going to ask you to do this. I want everybody to close your eyes. And I'm just going to ask you to do this. I'm just going to ask you to raise a hand. Just, just as an acknowledgement that you're receiving his love tonight. Just put a hand up. As, a, as acknowledgment of that. And let's pray. Jesus, we love you so much. God, we thank you for your love. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your mercy. You are the washer of our feet and the lover of our soul. God, we can't do anything without you. God, we can't move without you. God, the standard that you set, that's where we want to be. We want to rise to that standard. Nothing less. God, excellence in our lives, excellence in in our homes. God, I pray that we would begin to use our gifts. We begin to use our talents. We begin to use our abilities for your glory. God, you're a generous God. And we thank you for how you've blessed us, for how you've loved us, how you've taken care of us. God, we love you tonight.